You're listening to curated podcasts from the Beyond Infinity radio show, presented by me, Piers Cunningham. And me, John Young. The Chinese are going to land, or going to try to land, mm. on the far side of the moon. Now, this is interesting because it's never been done before. The moon is locked. It's, it's in a kind of an orbital lock with the Earth. Mm. But the dark side, the other side that we can never see from Earth, has been imaged because we've, we've sent space yeah, probes around up. it. And yeah. Yep, they've been in orbit and they've imaged the far side. They've mapped the far side in quite a lot, lot of detail. They've never landed there. One of the misconceptions is it's, it's sometimes called the dark side of the moon. There was a famous, um, very famous Pink Floyd album. It was actually in quadraphonic called The Dark Side of the Moon, released many, many years ago. It referred to the far side of the moon, yep. I guess, in the, in theoretically, in the title. In what we can't see but ourselves. It's, but it's, it is lit. Yes. So just as the, the, the side of the moon that we see is lit and goes through phases, the far side of the yep. moon is lit in a similar way. If you're there to see it, and they actually there's a great there's some great footage. There was an orbiter out beyond the orbit of the moon, looking back at the Earth, mm-hmm. and you can see the far side of the moon mm-hmm. crossing over planet Earth, mm-hmm. and it's big. Mm-hmm. Like the moon is a big object, mm-hmm. so that's that's just really cool just to see that and kind of get an idea. Well, that's actually if you're if that was your perspective, that's what you'd see. Yeah. So the Chinese are going there with a rocket called Chang'e Four. Uh, this is part of a, a program that they've got to investigate the moon, kind of mirroring what was happening in the 1960s, really, in the Cold War race to the moon. The Russians were trying to get there, and they were, they were possibly developing a, a heavy-lift rocket, the N1, which kept blowing up on the launch pad, mm-hmm. and they gave up that idea after they'd blown up enough launch pads, and they just realised they couldn't do it. But they did go there robotically, and they did bring samples back, which is what the Chinese are planning on doing. So are they going robotic, and, and it's not a manned mission that's no, going? No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. So Chang'e... Four, which has been launched, it's a pretty full-on mission. It's going to land, it's going to go out of orbit and, and use thrusters to make a controlled descent, drop down onto the surface, uh, I think with about a one-ton payload, mm-hmm. so quite a heavy load that's going to be dropped onto the far side of the moon. Then that's going to roll out a, a kind of a landing ramp mm-hmm. for a rover, which mm-hmm. is then going to drive down onto the surface and, and rove around and have spectrometers on board and cameras. One of the problems they have is how do they get the information back to Earth? Because it's the signal's blocked. Yeah. The signal's blocked yeah. by the moon. They're not going to get it through the moon. So what they've actually already done is sent an orbiter, and that's in orbit in a kind of a halo orbit around the far side of the moon. So if you're looking at the moon from Earth, around the far side, so almost like uh, the rings of Saturn, if you like, around the far side, this orbiter is going to act as a relay mm-hmm. for Chang'e 4, and that's how they get those signals yeah, back. Right. So they had to have the orbiter in place, which yeah. they do, mm-hmm. before they could even attempt to land on the far side of the moon if they wanted to get any signals back. As I said, it is part of an ambitious program. So there's uh, Chang'e 5 and 6, and I believe that Chang'e 6 is going to be a sample return mission. So again, mirroring what the Russians did. The Russians couldn't put men on the moon. Mm-hmm. They just didn't have the technology. They didn't have rockets that could lift that much and put it there safely. The Americans did. The Americans then had people picking up samples and bringing those back, and they brought back quarter of a ton, half a ton of rocks yeah. came back over six lunar landings with men on board. The Russians managed to do it, you know, in some ways, some people would say, well, if you put aside the, the excitement and the, the kind of kudos that went with landing a man, the net result was bringing rocks back mm-hmm. in terms of scientific return. 
the Russians did do that. They landed with robots, they had scoops on them, they scooped up samples, they weren't able to choose rocks nearly as carefully mm. as, the, as, the, as the Americans could. Mm-hmm. They didn't have people Much to, less risk as well. If you lose some... Far less. You know, if you, okay, it's a lot of, it costs a lot of money, but still cheaper than sending man into yeah. space. And, into and I've actually yeah. seen lunar samples at the University of Adelaide about 20-odd years ago. I don't know, there was an open day or something, and I went in there, and, and there was actually... a a slide under a microscope with some um, lunar samples that have been collected by the Russians. Mm. And I remember being amazed that they weren't sort of looking after these rocks properly. I mean, they were just sitting there with a the micro... Oh, there's a, there's a slide with some uh, some real pieces <laughs> of the moon. Go and have a look through that. And I did and, and, and saw these sort of multifaceted little crystalline structures that they'd brought back and extracted from a sample of, of rock. So they were successful in bringing that back and the Chinese are aiming to do the same thing. The group that are involved, which actually excludes the Chinese in the International Space Station, that's the ESA, European Space Agency, the Russians, the Americans, and the Japanese are all involved with the International Space Station. They have future plans to have an orbiter called, I think it's going to be called a Lunar Gateway, and that's going to be a space station that's in orbit around the moon, Mm -hmm. and then that will act as a kind of waypoint for astronauts who go down and have, you know, do activities on the moon. Because the moon still has things to offer. There's possibly water there, which can be used to make fuel. Mm -hmm. On the far side of the moon where the Chinese are going to land Chang'e 4, you've got radio silence. So all that noise Mm. that comes out of the Earth on the far side of the moon is almost completely without, it just doesn't penetrate. So you're going to have a deep space telescope. Exactly. So with no interference. A radio telescope would be one of the most uh, sensitive and uh, be able to give you incredible data. It wouldn't be protected by the sort of the sun's, you know, radiation that comes out either, would it? Because, you know, with with Earth, we have a little bit of a barrier, I guess, that's created. um, Whereas... On the, on the far side of the moon, yes, it doesn't have the EM signals that maybe we produce here mm. and the light, but it still has the uh, the radiation coming from the sun. It yeah. does indeed. They can harden um, robotic landers on the moon to make them survive that sort of stuff. I, I assume though as well, once it's turned away, once the dark side of the moon is actually dark itself, when it's, you know, when it's say for example, a full moon for us, mm. it's a dark side of the other, mm. that would be the perfect opportunity to to point a telescope out into the deep reaches of space and absolutely. see what's there. Yeah, yeah. In, in absolute blackness. It's also got some of the coldest places in the solar system. So you, you sort of assume that, you know, right out at Pluto or somewhere like that would actually be registering the coldest temperature in the solar system. But I think they've even found that the lunar poles have got like some of the very, very coldest uh, places because they never, because there are craters at the poles of the moon that actually never see the sun. Mm -hmm. So they are super cold. Mm -hmm. There's also the possibility of water there. So I think it makes a lot of sense to go back to the moon. The Chinese are doing it. Let's hope that uh, Chang'e 4 is a success. Chang'e 3, I think, was a little rover that they released on the near side, on the side facing us. I think it survived for a few days. It was a kind of a technology demonstrator, if you like. Mm -hmm. So Chang'e 4 will hopefully go further and uh, and, and do a bit more than Chang'e 3. Do you think they'll be forthcoming with the sharing of content that comes from there? I mean, we know with, you know, particularly with the, the Mars missions, you know, we've just seen another rover, oh, sorry, another, you know, land down there. And we're getting the images coming back. But, you know, I, I look at China and particularly with, um, you know, the, the government, they're very secretive and it's all in-house. Mm. I wonder if their space division is going to be, you know, let the world see what, what they see. Look, I think they did do that with Chang'e 4. They did release footage of what it was showing, perhaps not as, as quickly as, mm-hmm. you know, they kind of wait and digest it themselves a bit but I think the Chinese are also about it's it's about building a reputation about kudos as well so mm. they'll want to share mm, success yeah. uh, they may not want to share failure mm. but they will share success yeah. Chang'e 4 which is going to land and it's as I said it's one ton so it's, it's got a lot of uh, science stuff on board it's going to take some seeds it's going to 
see if they can kind of grow things. So they're okay. experimenting a bit to see whether they can grow crops up there, whether bugs can survive mm-hmm. up there. Uh, we know microbes can survive on the moon in a vacuum of space. So terraform the no moon, as well. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Make it more habitable if you were going to build some kind of moon base there mm. as, as science fiction had. I remember as a kid, Space 1999 was one of my favourite shows and that was all about a lunar base, mm-hmm. which the Americans had built. And all kind of inspired by Apollo, but a lot of it abandoned after 1972 when... Uh, Nixon cancelled Apollo and... Apollo 18 and 19 were mm. both cancelled and that's the hardware we see sitting around in museums in the Smithsonian mm. and elsewhere over in America. So there you go. The Chinese have big ambitions, not just for the moon. They also want to go to Mars and stuff after that, but they're doing it methodically, step by step. We wish them well with the Chang'e 4 mission. Thanks for listening. We'd love you to review us on iTunes. It's a great way to let others know if you've liked our podcast. And don't forget to follow us on social media, Beyond Infinity RPPFM on Facebook or Infinity RPP on Twitter.